Are you looking to be more informed about what's going on in your community? The Herald has a special digital subscription offer for new generation podcast listeners. You could sign up for a one month trial for 99 cents, then only $18.99 a month after that. With a digital subscription, you get web-exclusive content, including pictures and videos, obituaries, and a searchable archive going back to 2013. You can read the Herald on the web, your mobile phone, and on our Herald app, so you can get all the Herald content and the print paper delivered right to your phone, tablet, or computer. Again, that's just 99 cents for your first month. So you can go to www.sharonherald.com slash pod offer today for this special offer. Again, that's sharonherald.com slash pod offer. Ben Bizet Chevrolet is Mercer County's truck headquarters. Quality new Chevrolets and outstanding pre-owned vehicles, plus an excellent service department to stand behind your vehicle purchase located on Route 19, just south of Mercer. Stop in or call Ben Bizet Chevrolet today at 724-662-5440. At Sharon Regional Medical Center, they believe in the power of people to create great care. Their dedicated employees work hard every day to make Sharon Regional Medical Center a place of healing, caring, and connection for patients and families in the community we call home. For more information, go to SharonRegionalMedical.org. First National Bank provides a full range of commercial banking, consumer banking, and wealth management services, plus industry-leading online and mobile banking solutions. Call your local FNB or go online at fnb-online.com. At Chenango Valley Meat and Poultry, you will find an excellent selection of steaks, burgers, chicken wings, and everything that goes along with it. Voted Best of the Best in 2021 by Harold Readers. Stop in at 1215 East State Street in Sharon or call 724-346-6328 today. Located in Mercer County, UPMC Horizon offers a range of services and medical specialties at two campuses in Farrell and Greenville. Together with UPMC Jamison in Lawrence County, UPMC Horizon provides a regionalized approach to healthcare. If you need care, go to UPMC Horizon or UPMC.com. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Sports Report. I am your host, Tanner Mondock, and joined as always by our sports editor, Dan Heiner. How you doing? I'm doing well. Uh, we're doing well. We're here. Another week. Sports reports. Uh, we had a busy week last week. As always, we're going to have another busy week ahead of us. We're in the full swing of things here. So kick things off. Let's start with uh, soccer. So you were at a game. I was at a game. So let's start with you. You saw Brookfield soccer. Yep. Uh, Brookfield girls soccer at Springfield in New Middletown. Uh, this was going to be a test for Brookfield just because they came in. They were 3-3. Three and three. Springfield was 4 and I think it was 4-2-1 and one or something like that. 4-2-2. and two. Um, It was... Springfield's one of the better teams historically in that conference. Uh, it's usually them. Champions really good this year. I think they're 4-0-2 at the My time that game mater. was played. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so this was going to be kind of the where do they kind of sit in terms of the conference. Mm-hmm. Um, they gave up three really quick goals to Springfield. Like opening few minutes. Mm-hmm. And you kind of got the feeling like this is going to be a route. Yeah. Now, to to the Warriors' credit, they were able to hunker down. And they were able to 
kind of make life more difficult for the Tigers. Uh, they were still able to get one on the board in the back end of the first half. And then they gave up two more quick goals at the start of the second half. So it, it was a situation of Springfield just jumped on them early. And Brofield just doesn't have the depth. So, you know, they have a limited number of girls trying to play a really good team and just couldn't break through the back line. So, you know, I it, I think it's a good measuring stick game for Brookfield where they're at now and kind of understanding where they are going to need to go moving forward. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also that week, I think it was the day after you went to that game. I forget what day this was. I think it was Thursday. Would have um, been Thursday. Uh, Sharpsville at Sharon. Uh, I was over there, uh, girls, and um, it was the Macy Steiner show. She went off for a real nice six goals in that game. Uh, for a while there, it looked like she was going to be the only one to score any points um, on that field, but uh, they had two other people score for them. But no, uh, Macy Steiner was just, she was unstoppable that game. No one could stop her. And she's only, she's a sophomore, and, you know, I think what, we had a nice like feature on her when she was a freshman as a track star too so like i mean she's gonna be fun to watch throughout her high school career she could easily be by the end of it one of those athletes we look back on and go wow multiple sports Mm -hmm. stood out in potentially almost everything she does if not everything and i mean she puts the work in Mm -hmm. you know during the summer and she's obviously you know got the speed running track and it's just going to be really interesting, see, you know, just watching her develop. Yeah. You know, and I'm really interested to see what she's going to do come, uh, come track season. Right. Because she was, like, right there. She, you know, mm-hmm. there was some state aspirations of her getting there. Right. As a freshman. As a freshman. I, yeah. And, you know, performing well mm-hmm. at state. So she seems like the kind of person that she's going to make sure she puts the work in, gets better. And... uh I'm just going to be really interested to watch her moving forward. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that Sharpsville soccer team as a whole, you know, if they can just build around her, I mean, they look like they have a solid team. You know, they have their leader, obviously, in Steiner, and they have a good surrounding cast, you know, that are able to get her the ball and everything. And, you know, and, yeah, no, they they should be uh, pretty solid this season. So they, they finish up that one 8-1 to one over Sharon. So, yeah, um, we're getting on to a lot of soccer action. Um but uh, you also checked out some golf recently. Yeah, on Monday I was up at Grove City Country Club. The Region 1 girls golf had a mega match out there. Um, Hickory is every bit as advertised. I mean, we knew right. they were good. We knew yes. they were really good. State champions last year, of course. But, I mean, they're they're setting themselves up to make another run. Yeah. And I'll say this. Uh, I know West Middlesex also has a really good program. Mm-hmm. You know, they got a freshman. She, she's really damn good. Kate Sowers, right? Yeah. Yep. I mean, Harold Tammy champion. She, she, as a freshman, could probably go toe to toe with almost anyone on that Hickory team. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous how good she is at this young of an age. Mm-hmm. And she was she was in the group with uh, Petrochko. So, it, it it was it was her, uh, Petrochko and uh, Zoe Stern from some, from Reynolds. So hmm. that was like a really solid group, right? Just you know, just I I just kind of followed them around for a little bit, you know, uh-huh. for a few holes, 
there, I mean, that there's going to be some really good girls golfers coming forward. Yeah. And, you know, just kind of pivot here for a second. Uh, while that was going on, Grove City boys clinched their region. Hmm. And they also had a situation where they finished ahead of West of uh, West Middlesex. I want to say it was like 34 points to 30 points, something like that. And, you know, shout out to, you know, the big Red Boys golf team because they've taken a really significant stride forward. So there's going to be some solid golf coming out because I think that coming into the year, a lot of people would have thought it would have been Grove City Slippery Rock. Hmm. But it's just, I don't think there's like one particular golfer for West Middlesex boys that stands out the way that, you know, Kate does on the girls' side. But they're all just really technically sound. Right. So it's it's a bunch of like low to mid eighties for the you know, the the four official scores. Mm-hmm. And it's been that way since the start of the year. Yeah. So there's gonna be some good golf to watch once we start getting into uh I think what is it I think District Ten is coming up, I think, next weekend. It's got to be soon, yeah. If not next weekend, it's very soon. So it, it that it's going to be coming up at, at, at you know within the next couple of weeks here, mm-hmm. and it's going to be interesting to see who comes out of that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we mentioned I know on a couple episodes back that this has been a very very good uh, high school golf season so far. So I am very happy to hear that that is still the case. That it is still a very good season. Um, speaking of good season uh sharpsville slippery rock football both having very good seasons up to uh friday night both undefeated heading into that game and of course only one of them could leave still undefeated so yeah what'd you see out of that game yeah both teams came in undefeated one and zero in region three and it, it was just deep bombs and really efficient passing mm-hmm for the first half yeah get into the second half and the game changes because sharpsville who has been throwing the ball quite frequently with colin summers and that's something we touched on the podcast last week they decide we're going to go back to our roots and just start running it and they held the ball 16 play drive almost eight minutes and you're just like this, like we, it just felt like it was never going to end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now they ended up having a situation. I think it was a holding penalty. I can't remember. It, they they had a situation that set them back, and I want to say they had a third and twenty four or something. I remember something like that. It, yeah. Yeah. And you're thinking, okay, well, if Slippery Rock can hold them, and they got Liam Campbell, who's a you know member of the soccer team, good mm-hmm. kicker. Yeah. And if they could hold him to a field goal. Yeah. We still have a potential situation where Slippery Rock could probably regain that momentum. Mm-hmm. And then Summers just 27-yard post route, just right on the money. You know, it was a, it was a botched coverage, but right on the money. Uh, and it, 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 that, that was when the point where you kind of felt like a lot of the air got taken out of the Rockets. Yep. And then it just seemed like it was kind of an uphill climb from that point. And credit to, to, to Sharpsville because they got the first touchdown. Then I want to say Slippery Rock responded with two more. 
uh, and you're thinking this could go either way. You know, it was 14-7. And what was that? I think it was a, they were, the Devils responded with a 53-yard touchdown pass from Colin Summers to Garen Levis, mm-hmm. which was like the second just, you know, go route, deep touchdown yeah. for them in that half. And that was the moment, I think, where everything kind of started to click with them of, we know we can pass, but we can compete with, you know, uh, the Sabos and what they're doing in the passing game. And then it was just getting to the second half. We're just going to assert ourselves and just knock the wind out of them. Yep. Because, I mean, it was a pretty close game for most of it. But then, yeah, at one point, Sharpsville just took off and... Yeah, I mean, Colin Summers, you know, we've mentioned it, I don't know how many times in this podcast, probably every week, but he's been unbelievable this year. And, I mean, he took a lot of big hits that game, too. You know, he got up pretty slow sometimes, you know, like, but he just, he, man, he's he's tough. He just kept getting back up, kept, you know, lowering his head, getting back out there, running again. He probably was very sore on Saturday, I'd imagine, but, uh, but no, he's something else. Well, I, I don't know if you noticed this. Uh, the so Sharpsville picked off two passes. Yeah, the first one was from Colin Summers. Yeah, yeah. They they had him back in the secondary. Yeah, Happened because right next to me. Yeah. because of an injury, mm-hmm. he never plays because you know when you have a quarterback of his caliber, mm-hmm. you try not to put him into any unnecessary situations. Right. So he's out there throwing. He was their leading rusher, mm-hmm. and then he turns around and he's just hitting dudes like yeah he, that that kid probably lived in the ice bath on saturday morning <laughs> yeah yeah so sharpsville came away with the win that night uh 28 14 so they are now our sole undefeated team in the area so how much longer do you think they can keep this up do they go all the way or i mean i mean you, you never want to you know try to project forward because right you know it's high school football. Anything can happen. You know, you, you get an injury, you get a guy who's nicked up or something like that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you get game plans change and everything. So yeah, especially, especially with a, a program like Sharpsville where they, they have about 40 kids. Mm-hmm. So it's a decent sized roster. Yeah. But like, you know, uh, the coaches even told me during the summer, like if we have like two or three injuries we're going to be in some trouble yeah, just because of the roster size. Uh-huh. So if everyone stays healthy, yeah, yeah they can make a run. Yeah. But it, that's the, kind of the key point, especially when you have Colin Summers out here, you know, acting like a human battering ram. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want your quarterback taking that many hits. That's for sure. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised to see in maybe these coming games that he kind of keeps it in the pocket a little bit more or maybe some more handoffs or something I, just yeah, to kind of keep your body you know safe leading up to the playoffs I, you I, know? I would probably expect as we start getting towards the later half of the year mm-hmm. yeah maybe maybe a little bit more you know Braden Summers you know yes the but other Summers the yeah. other Summers <laughs> you know that is also equally talented and yeah. they just didn't use in this game too much right yeah because it looks like Sharpsville they're gonna be like you said they stay healthy they're going to be pretty solid in the playoffs probably, you know, coming up. And, you know, we talked about it before early on in this um, podcast a couple weeks ago that they um, they were pretty hot at the end of last season. You know, they were ineligible for the playoffs because it was the first, you know, co-op year or whatever. So they probably could have made a decent run last year. But um, they're definitely taking that momentum with them this season and they haven't looked back. So they are, yeah, our only undefeated team remaining. Um, so before we get into what's coming up, 
um, later on this week. Uh, you were uh, you had some college coverage to talk about from yeah. Saturday. Yeah, when I made my first trip out to Westminster, uh, they t- took on Allegheny College, uh, which is probably the first time Allegheny College has been covered back-to-back weeks by this paper, and Lord True. knows how long. Yeah, normally that's Meadville Tribune yeah. area. Um, but it, it was... It was an interesting game, right? Because so Westminster goes, they get on the board first. Ryan Gomes breaks a rushing touchdown just right up the middle. And then he ends up getting a second touchdown in the first quarter on a 32-yard screen pass. And Westminster was favored, you know. Mm-hmm. Allegheny is supposed to finish towards the you know the bottom of the conference. So that wasn't really a surprise. What was a surprise was they were able to more or less do that without having to really go to the passing game. And once they came out in the second half, they realized, like, yeah, the running game's not really getting as much because the Gators are loading the box. So now we're just going to sling it all over the field. And uh, Sharon uh, graduate uh, Tylen Elam was the beneficiary of that uh, with two touchdown passes or two touchdown receptions. And, you know, then we get into the start of the fourth quarter. It's 42 to seven, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. And it was just, okay, backups are in. Right. You know, mop up work. But it's just the fact that, you know, basically Westminster decided we're, we'll establish the run and basically play with half the playbook. Mm hmm. And then we'll go, decide to go and kind of open things up to kind of push it out of reach was right. one heck of a flex on their part. Yeah. But that that's one of the reasons why they're, you know, favorited to, to win the conference again. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're that good. They have the experience. They have the talent. Um, Kevin Wright is a corner that they have. Now, he, he got some conference honors last year. 62 I think he's listed long arms and I'm, there are times I'm watching this game and I'm kind of wondering how he made it to the division 3 level because I'm thinking like he should probably be at somewhere maybe a little higher mm-hmm. because he's just he's jamming guys on the line receivers are just basically getting like thrown backwards right you know on the jams they're trying to throw at him for whatever reason comes up with an interception and two passes deflected and that was like i said in like the second and third quarter alone mm-hmm. and it's just like this kid is a sophomore yeah why is he here yeah <laughs> he's he's like two like the, there are a couple players like that at westminster where it's like they, they probably shouldn't be this low someone screwed up in the transfer portal somewhere <laughs> That, you know, there were coaches that did not offer some of these kids. Yeah. That really, really should have. Mm-hmm. So it, it's not just a situation of they're going to be good this year. They have the talent that they're going to be good the next couple years. Yeah. Because even their their backup running back is uh, Walter Phillips. Mm. And Gomes is obviously the guy who gets a lot of the credit. Phillips ended up with the leading rusher. I think he had like seven carries for 99 yards. 
Oh, that's always good. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yeah, that's the, you know, you know, that's somebody they can turn to as well. So yeah. there's, there's depth, there's talent, there's coaching. Westminster is going to be a force. Yeah. Well, it's good to hear. Um, let's see. Let's get into what's coming up. Let's pivot back to uh, high school football. So uh, Friday night, we have Sharon at Wilmington, Greenville at Sharpsville, Slippery Rock at Grove City, Eisenhower at Lakeview, Cochranton at Mercer, Maplewood at Reynolds, which is where we think we're going to be, uh, Crestview at Brookfield. Then on Saturday, we have St. John's Catholic Prep at Kennedy Catholic, and that night, Hickory at Farrell. So just a quick glance at this schedule here. What's uh, what's sticking out to you? Sharon Wilmington, mm-hmm. you know, it sticks out to me. Yeah. You know, that, that, I think that's going to be kind of a hard-fought, yeah. you know, like 1980s-style gritty game. Uh-huh. That that's going to be an interesting yeah, one and I mean football fan Sharon needs uh they need a bounce back week for sure, right? Because they lost last week. Was am I thinking that? Remember mm. that correctly? To Grove City, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. Um, and oh, and of course we got a Wilmington had the great late you know last minute win over Hickory. Of course, you know, of course we got to mention that with the two point conversion at the end of the game, the win over Hickory last week. Um, yeah, that would have been cool to see. But anyway, uh. You know, it Reynolds, you know, Maplewood Reynolds, mm-hmm. Reynolds is going to be the favorite in that one. Yeah. Uh, it's just going to be a matter of, like, if you are a degenerate that bets on high school football, what is the line? What is the over-under in terms of rushing yards? Mm-hmm. If you know, uh, probably keep that to yourself. <laughs> but, you know, the, it, th- there's going to be a number of – there's going to be some games that – Unlike in the last couple of weeks, where I look at it, I'm like, okay, these can go down to the wire. Mm-hmm. There are some games that you kind of look at, and you're kind of like, okay, well, these probably should be pretty one-sided. Yeah. Uh, Slippery Rock Grove City is obviously going to be, you know, the big rivalry game that week. Mm-hmm. Um, how does Slippery Rock look coming out of this? Mm-hmm. Because one of the other things that I did not mention in my recap was they had a number of unforced errors oh yeah. you know mm-hmm. two interceptions there was a situation where sharpsville's last touchdown was set up because the the rockets line up for a punt and the ball was snapped into the end zone and yeah you know god bless their punter he got back to it and got the punt off. that was impressive yeah that was an impressive feat yeah but you know he was thrown out of whack and he only ended up getting like a 20 yard punt right yeah. you know which is not good when you're like heels are on the back of your own end zone yeah so it was just a do they clean up those errors it seems like grove city is starting to gain some momentum here yeah you know they had a, a tough loss to Farrell two weeks ago mm-hmm. they come back get a win it's going to be interesting to see that dynamic, you know, mm-hmm. does one figure it out? Does one continue to roll and kind of build that momentum going into the second half of the season? Right. Uh, and then, you know, I, I think Sharpsville should be able to, you know, take care of Greenville. I think so. You know, yeah. I, you know, we, we've talked a bit about them. Uh, you know, Mercer's going to be an interesting one, you know, just to, just see how that result plays itself out. So mm-hmm. th- there, there's going to be 
there's going to be some intrigue just to kind of see where teams stand with other teams in the district. Yeah. But there's also a number of games where I'm like, yeah, realistically, like a lot of our teams should end up pulling these out. Yeah. Um, what Kennedy Catholic got their first one of the season last week, right? They did. Yeah. So they're coming in hot this Saturday against St. John's Catholic Prep, their first win of the season. So I'm sure that felt really good for them. Yeah, they, they ended up getting their first win. Uh, then then in a really weird turn of events, right? So you get your first win on Saturday, mm-hmm. and then you're thinking like, okay, well, who do they got next? And it's just this random team from Maryland. <laughs> so I was going to ask, I've never heard of this team. I have never yeah. heard of them either. Yeah. So it's just one of those weird kind of like private school scheduling things. Right. But I want to say going into last Friday, uh, uh, they were also winless. Okay. So could we see Kennedy pull off two in a row? Maybe. And you said St. John, they're from Maryland? They're from Maryland. Okay, that's a long haul to get over here. Yeah. That's <laughs> why? I don't know. You know, but yeah, they're they're not from in-state. Hmm. Um, and I genuinely if anyone's listening that knows when was the last time kennedy's pulled off two in a row yeah that i can think of yeah. it's been a little while yeah so you know could be a good saturday if you are kennedy you yeah. know mm-hmm. and you know obviously we have the big game saturday night mm-hmm. so yep hickory at Farrell should be uh yeah should be a good one. You know, of course, they were supposed to play last year, but then that ended up falling out. So, um, yeah, we finally get that hickory Farrell matchup this weekend. There's a lot going on Saturday. There's yeah, because it's also water fire that night. So I guess if you're not a fan of fire on the water, you can go see hickory at Farrell because I believe the same time they light up the river is the same time that game's going to kick off at 7. So so getting into the game, you know, Farrell, you know, Farrell, we, we talked about it after their lost Ursula, they, they were really going to focus on riding the ship. Mm-hmm. And I said the same thing after Hickory's lost to Sharon. Yeah. And it seems like this is going to be a big game for both teams. Yes. Because a loss either way is going to be a problem. Yeah. For any potential playoff hopes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I shouldn't say playoff hopes, but any, any potential, like, hopes of making a run to a state title which both teams have aspirations for. right and i mean maybe less so for Farrell, just because they only have the one loss but hickory now coming off a loss to sharon and then a loss to wilmington if they lose now to Farrell, kind of have to build themselves out of what i mean we're still early in the season you know there's still time but like you are then putting yourself in a little bit of a hole you got to build yourself out of you know yeah so and the thing is they're going on the road and yeah. that so Farrell is already a hostile environment yes, you know yeah so it's it's loud there's music pumping mm-hmm. you know the players get amped up this isn't like your traditional high school sports venue of you know the band playing whatever generic band song that you know every high school plays this is this gets loud you oh know? yeah and they it, you know when you have a hype man on the pa system i think we referenced that yeah, during their uh-huh. you know in the when we were at the Ursuline game that yeah. that guy earns his paycheck every absolutely day. i want to know who that is because he he does yeah he does, i want to get him on this show he does a good, good job yeah you know you're gonna have to the hornets have to basically come out from the opening kickoff mm-hmm. and either if they're on defense first you have to get an immediate stop yeah 
or if you're on offense, you have to go and just drive straight down the field and just take the crowd out of it. Right. Because if you go a couple possessions and it's kind of a feeling out boxer moment, mm-hmm. that momentum's going to just at some point swing Farrell's way. Yeah. And good luck getting it back from that point. Mm-hmm. So this is a huge one for Hickory. They need to make sure that they can at least, I think at the very least, you know, have like a one possession game. Because if you lose, you're right. There's a hole to dig out of. Yeah. But coming off of a loss, mm-hmm. if you can say, we know that they're going to compete for state. Yeah. This was our measuring stick, much like the Ursuline game was Farrell's measuring stick. Right. And if you can keep it close, then you can tell the kids like, yeah, we can still compete because mm-hmm. this is what we're aspiring to. Yeah. But if it's multiple touchdowns, just looks like this is going sideways, mm-hmm. then you got to start playing psychologist of trying to keep, you know, the, 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 any type of like descent from getting too deep. You don't want to get too deep into that hole that you referenced earlier. Right. Yeah. So, Yeah. Should be a good one. Uh, and unfortunately, it's looking like I'm going to miss it because, as we mentioned, Waterfire is that night. So it's looking like I'm probably going to be at Waterfire that night. But, Dan, you will be there for that game. I so. will be there. Somebody will be there. Yes, we will have. Yes, it'll get covered. But unfortunately, you know, hey, probably going to have to rely on Dan's insight next week on the podcast for that one. But, um, but yeah, unless you have anything else to add, I think we've reached the end of the show. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. So, um, yeah, that'll do it this week on the New Generation Sports Reports. We are here every Wednesday. SharonHerald.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor. Then, of course, the New Generation Podcast as well every Saturday. So thank you all for listening, and thank you, Dan. Thanks, guys. <laughs>